Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. And I could be speaking phys- fit, uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he... Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Friday, dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, How about the Chinese guy who wandered into a bat cave and, and got the vid? I haven't heard that. Patient zero. That's ah, just what they think oh, it came from. That's how it started. I just, the vid is back in the news. Boy, I'd say. Some of the stats, though, are are misleading for reasons that I think you'll find uh, interesting, if not amusing. So tell me the Chinese backstory. Oh, it's just that uh, they're pretty sure it had nothing to do with the wet market or anything like that. And it's just, uh, just spread. People get diseases from bats in that parts of, uh, part of China. For whatever reason, the humble bat, it's like a flying mouse. Uh, it, it, it has diseases that humans catch more often than other beasts. And I feel like we're bearing the lead here. Batman's going to have to find a new hideout because his bat cave has clearly been discovered. Was it Batman? Patient zero. <laughs> so the original story that it was a wet bat market. And somebody ate a rancid bat. <laughs> and there was some belief that the Chinese government put that story out there because it was just blocks away from some lab to cover up the fact that it escaped from the lab. Right. But now we're saying it didn't come from the market or the lab? Well, it may have. Nobody's sure. It's just the the vid. The vid. They're halting... I wanted to tip my cap to the vid. They're halting the opening in Texas uh, because their uh, hospitalizations have skyrocketed, so they're slowing down the whole reopening thing there. Yeah. Yeah. And and I am not a denier. I am not a vid denier. Well, neither is the governor of Texas. I mean, he was no, a, no, yeah. indeed. But some of those statistics again are are they sound more exciting than they really are. But we'll talk about that. Do you think he's making a mistake slowing down? The- no, no, I do not. I have been to a couple places uh, lately where there was absolutely zero sign that anybody had any concern about the commie fever, the commie bat fever. Um. I think with, with America has two speeds, uh, on, our guard, and off. And it's difficult to get people to uh, to occupy the middle ground. Well, I saw Dr. Scott Gottlieb yesterday, former FDA chief, say, um, he was asked the question on cable news, uh, is it time to close some stuff back down some places? He said, no, you can't do that. One for the economy, and he said, people aren't going to comply. He said, people are not going to close back down. He was down like there. the first one yep. to he, say we should have shut it down the first time. He was huh. the first one to talk about, I, I can, I'll remember, I always remember when he said it, because it was astounding to me. He said, when are mayors and governors going to have the courage to shut down their cities and states? And I thought, what are you talking about? Right. Could that even happen? Is that a thing? Huh. And then within a month, everything was shut down in the whole country, pretty much. But, um... But he's saying you couldn't do that again. You couldn't do that again. He said you might have to shut the bars because those have turned out to be a real hot spot for spreading the COVID is well, bars. And the other thing you have to shut down is houses because I heard a big study came out the other day. Most of the transmission is in the home. 
Yeah, gatherings at home are really so a problem. Bars and home uh, are shut down. Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> to the beach. <laughs> Those are my two places I hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there somewhere else with liquor? <laughs> I can go. Uh, just asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, it ain't, it, it, it's a drag, man. It's a super drag. Uh, nobody wanted this. And like Sean was saying all along, there's just a feeling of like we gave you two months. Now we're coming back out again. <sighs> if you couldn't figure it out, I don't know what to tell you. But we gave you two months. Going to roll the dice. And now we're back. I'm bored. I'm poor. My company's suffering. Let's roll the dice. Man, oh, man, oh, man. The idea of this like really resurging is I, I just don't want it to happen. I feel like if I don't want it bad enough, I can stop it. The virus doesn't work that way. No, no. And, and it's, it's such a roulette wheel, whether you get the nasty, nasty case. I mean, so little is known still. Yeah, yeah well, Dr. Gottlieb was talking about we're getting more younger people in the hospitals, partially because of the <clears throat> that's the people that are coming out and socializing and everything like that. Right, and, right. Ah, oh, what a drag. It's an advantage of being old and bitter, really. And a misanthrope. You know, right, exactly. Because I hate everybody. Right. I uh, stay away from people pretty much. Exactly. Um, uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggle, floor levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm feeling okay. Yeah, so-so. Just okay. Well, this Sunday, I'm supposed to, uh, do the tasting for my wedding, where you, you taste all the food that they're going to serve, so they right. bring out everything. It's great. <laughs> I, I'm sure. really well, looking yeah, forward yeah. to this. Eating I'll come with great. you if you want. Yeah, they're, they're, it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to this. I'm just concerned, though, with these news reports and stuff that come... When my wedding occurs, if I have 100 guests, I'm going to have like 20 people show up because they're afraid. And that's my biggest worry right now about this wedding, actually, is people just not showing up because they're afraid. I just uh, read an interesting study. Some economists at a couple of universities, including the University of Chicago, which is non-idiot uh, left, um, talking uh, tracking cell phone data. It was one uh, method they used, and the other one was uh, tracking uh, credit card data. And it appears... And this will probably not surprise y'all. It appears that people's activity, the amount of uh, going out and socializing and the rest of it, depends almost entirely on the prevalence of the vid and deaths in their area and seems unrelated to most government policy. People, and get this, would you? They look around them. They perceive the danger or lack of danger for themselves and make their life decisions based on that information. As opposed to what their obnoxious governor, for instance, is telling them. Yeah, I was annoyed as listening. I think it was NPR the other day who said in a skyrocket in Texas where they, uh, you know, they resisted closing down. I said, I thought, as I'm listening to the radio, are you going to leave out the skyrocketing in California where they closed down first? Because that would ruin your whole story of it skyrocketing in Texas where they didn't close down. Well, the increasingly uh, unlistenable Sanjay Gupta on CNN is claiming, well, California's mistake was they reopened too quickly. Okay. All right. One more thing I was going to say about that. I don't know. what. Well, we got hours. Yeah, I got hours. I'll either think of it or I won't. And if I think of it later, I'll send you all a a postcard with my thoughts. Yeah, those (laughs) of you who are so unfortunate as to have to tune out. Jack will write you a letter. <laughs> There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Now, I tried very hard to, to nail down exactly when this event happened. I, I first read about it earlier this week on one of those This Day in History sites, and I was I was prepared to do it. Did a little bit further research, and it's like, oh, maybe it wasn't this day specifically. And for whatever reason, the, the exact date is not un, is not known. 
but sometime this week, the saxophone was invented well. in, uh, in, in 1846, invented, patented, kind of uh, around the same time. I, I'm not sure how, how the paperwork actually got filed. Yeah, but I was wondering if in 1846, when they were you know at the very beginning stages of the saxophone, if they had any idea that uh, a mere about 130 years later, in the year 1978, one Jerry Rafferty mm. would unleash... Baker Street on the world, which I believe to be the apex of saxophonage. That's some fine saxophone, and I'll give you that. So it was uh, way back in the days of yore. Somebody had a little uh, extra pipe from a construction project and said, what do you reckon I ought to do with this pipe? And somebody said, why don't you attach like a stick to it and blow on it? (laughs) And it made a pleasing noise. And the saxophone was born. Fantastic. And we, and we haven't invented, like, any new instruments since the 1800s. We just decided that that was good, and we'll just stay with those for the most part. Well, yeah, mostly. I mean, you could you could uh, look toward the synthesizer. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, the electric piano? Not really. That's just plugging in a piano. <laughs> what, what was the, the weird little talk box thing that Peter Frampton did? That? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what was that thing? Oh, you'll feel. Right, exactly. need more of those. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. So all the, t- the one thing that's confused me on the COVID, day, you know, <clears throat> this is back, hospitalizations worse. They're looking at running out of hospital space in Texas, so they're really worried. And like, but how come the national deaths continue to stay so low if that's the case? Well, listen, I was going to hold out on y'all for a little bit, but uh, why don't I address it? There's a classic Freakonomics thing going on here, and it explains part of it, not all of it, um, and I wish I could be more precise, unlike the jackasses of the media who, who just want to scare you and keep you tuned in. Um, <clears throat> there has been an enormous backlog in voluntary procedures in hospitals. So they're counting those as hospitals of a thousand of a thousand sorts. No, I'll I'll get to that. Um, and as you might recall, there was real hesitance to go to the hospital at all. Sure. Say you sprain your ankle. You take a blow to the noggin. I'll walk it off. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to the damn hospital and getting the commie bat fever. Well, number one, you have that huge backlog in voluntary procedures. All these people are now flooding in to get their, their hip replaced or whatever. Or they bust up their ankle and they think, yeah, I'm going to the hospital. A certain percentage of those people have the vid, and they have no idea. Mm. And uh, I was reading about one Texas hospital, I think 20% of their COVID uh, cases, hospitalized COVID cases, we're hospitalized for completely unrelated well, reasons gotta, and are feeling fine. You gotta tease that out. I you know, have to. That's why I'm here. Because the ultimate statistic, death, um, uh, those numbers stay really low over the last week, six oh, uh, just per day. Nationwide deaths, 607, 691, 250, 433, 745. Mm. Those numbers are way low right. compared to a couple of weeks ago. So how can hospitalizations be at an all-time high when deaths are way low? Well, that'd be one reason you just That's explained. part of it, yeah. And listen, there's a- absolutely a chance that when everybody went nuts and, and got out and, and, and partied and the rest of it on uh, Memorial Day weekend, uh, it's entirely possible that a bunch of young people swapped the vid. And the protesting. And, and oh my God, and the protesting, right. And, um, and we might indeed have a surge in cases, but it's just not clear from the overly simplified statistics the, the news people uh, shoved down your throat. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on Friday, June 26th, the year 2020.
Laura Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin blowing the saxophone of truth now. <laughs> Precisely according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. Uh, that was- Chuck E. Cheese, Chuck E. Cheese, when you're hungry for fun, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, my. Uh-oh, oh what my. happened? What happened? The rat is bankrupt. The Chuck E. Cheese went under? Yes. The uh, company has declared bankruptcy. They tested for Honta and they put him down. <laughs> Excellent rodent disease humor, sir. <laughs> Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's fantastic. We also have clips of the week. What up clips in, of the yeah. week? What a, just a cornucopia of di- deliciousness, like just like Chuck E. Cheese. Oh boy! Um, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. So, 4th of July is next Saturday? Is that right? Nobody's really sure, Jack. (laughs) In these uncertain times. (laughs) Yeah, that's correct. Mm -hmm. 4th of July on a Saturday would normally be crazy party, but uh, I'm not sure if it is this year or not. Oh, yeah, we'll have to see. Mailbag coming up, and then bonus mailbag later. There's so much good stuff to get to. Right now! It's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. The Oscars are going to be in April now for the first time. The committee was very reasonable. They said we just need more time to not get it right no matter what we do. Five months from now, we're going to defeat sleepy Joe Biden. House advocates of impeachment proceeded. Uh, was badly wrong. I think it was impeachment malpractice. To change the circumstances on Capitol Hill. I'm so afraid that now when I'm waiting to cross the street, I keep moving just so that no one comes in and tries to rip off my head. The watch will use motion to detect hand washing and then use audio to confirm it by listening for running water or the squishing of soap. But maybe kids can learn about people like Roosevelt in a more nuanced way. Instead, they spend too much time in middle school learning the difference between stalagmites and stalactites. We can't sleep. Mr. Mayor, you won't sleep. Starbucks has announced it will expand the availability of oat milk. It's just one of the many options they'll always be out of. Instead of instead of going forward and getting what you want now, they've decided to punt this ball until the election. Hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, the first woman president of the United States. What happened to Bill Gates? Why is he not in jail? Why is Hillary Clinton not in jail? Yeah. At the end, I don't wear a mask for the same reason I don't un- wear underwear. Things gotta breathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I tell you what, those two gals just set back uh, women's voting rights in my mind. I'm willing to reconsider the idea. Hey, by the way, Portland was a war zone last night, or it certainly looked and sounded like it. We got to talk about that coming up. Oh boy. They tried to establish a, uh, the mob tried to establish a, a Chaz. 
and uh, nobody was having it. And lots of businesses got smashed, fire, just craziness. Wow. So that coming up. There are major corporations starting to leave the Portlands and Seattles of the world just because there's no order. But we'll talk about that indeed. Mailbag. A couple of great quotes sent along by our beloved listeners to mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Freedom-loving quotes of the day. Uh, closely related, Lynnonymous uh, sent along another prescient Orwell quote. Who controls the past controls the future. Who controls the present controls the past. It's the idea of rewriting history. Right. And interestingly enough, and this is probably all we're going to get to uh, this segment, but uh, Tom sent a quote from um, Edmund Burke, his book Reflections on the Revolution in France, and it's long and it uses a bunch of fancy pants words, (laughs) but the long and short of it is it's a common technique to sort through history and find reasons to be angry and have grievances and hurt people. That's a common technique of the would-be revolutionary. Um, and it's uh, human nature does not change. It really doesn't. Um, and then this from Alexander Dumas, or some pronounce it Dumas. Mm. One thing that humbles me deeply is to see that human genius has its limits while human stupidity does not. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, Look around you. He ain't wrong. <laughs> Wait till you see what happened in Portland last night. Oof. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No good cops in a racist system. Some of the chanting in Portland last night with lots of sirens and uh, booms and uh, flames and everything last night. We'll Destruction, just, vandalism. We'll just go through Andy No's Twitter feed starting late last night as he uh, tweeted out some pictures of Antifa Town pointed on a variety of buildings downtown. And then he tweeted out, Antifa and BLM rioters have amassed outside the Portland Police North Precinct. They're vandalizing the property. Here they spray paint the security camera to cheers and applause from the mob. Police are observing, but not responding. Again, Andy No tweets. Six hours ago, Antifa rioters have brought barricades and stolen property to build walls outside of Portland Police North Precinct. They learned something from Seattle. They're occupying the space and trying to recreate another autonomous zone like the one they did outside Ted Wheeler's condo. A separate mob is demonstrating downtown. Next, Antifa rioters are using cars to fortify barriers around the new autonomous zone by the uh, Portland Police North Precinct. They've also established a quiet strip for comrades to sleep, which is kind of interesting. What? Um, That's Wow. Echoing the uh, quiet hours at the dorm where I uh, studied uh, grievance studies for seven years. Just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? Then later into the night, Andy No tweets, Police officers are about a block away from the Antifa-occupied area at the Portland Police North Precinct. Many rioters have brought out their shields and are wearing protective gear. They've set up a mutual aid table, like in Chaz, where one can get water and other supplies. It really is like a war zone. Yeah. Um, You're fortifying, and you're having uh, logistics as a big part of it. 
Sure. Making sure, you know, you got food, water, everything you need. We are geared up for actual physical conflict. As the night went on, Antifa rioters have started fires in the streets outside the Portland Police North Precinct. And then he tweets out a picture of a scary group uh, 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 all clad in black with helmets and everything like that around the fires. Cheering Antifa rioters in North Portland are throwing things into the street fire to make it grow bigger. Police are standing back and watching from a distance. Riders have a huge banner that reads, Every city, every town, burn the precinct to the ground. Every city, every town, burn the precinct to the town. As the police watch on. Wow. Which is an interesting uh, way to go about it. It's the way they handled it in Seattle. It's the way they're handling it in Portland. We got to let this go or it'll be worse or... Contain it within certain bounds and just let the steam go out of it, I guess. I don't know. You know, one could look to the idiotic Chaz in Seattle... And it's funny, we have a number of uh, folks saying, uh, here's how you deal with Chaz. Seal the borders, cut off their water, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, here's an article over here. Bikers and others, Oath Keepers, uh, Proud Boyers are going to retake the Chaz zone on July the 4th. It's going to be a battle. My message to y'all is, these numbskulls couldn't organize a birthday party for an eight-year-old, and it's falling apart. I mean, and and they're voluntarily leaving, and they're talking, the so-called leaders are talking to the city leaders in Seattle saying, yeah, yeah, you can have your Chaz back. Uh, so I think the idea is just this will fall apart of its own lack of coherence. I don't. I, I don't think this. That's is, right. I don't think this is going to work as a tactic. You can't make it clear that hey, if you're a mob, you can just you can set up barricades, you can start fires, you can loot businesses. We'll stand back and watch. You can't send that message, or you're going to end up with more and more of these. Andy you know, then tweeted, North Portland looks like a war zone right now. Antifa militants tried to establish an autonomous zone outside the Portland police precinct. Then they started fires in the street. Uh, Portland police tweeted then in the middle of the night, arrests have been made. Officers are now securing businesses that were vandalized and looted in the King neighborhood. Andy you know responded to that with just now. Antifa militants have been rioting for hours and hours. So a bunch of businesses got smashed and looted. There are pictures here of the windows smashed out, videos of people running in and out with stuff, all to make, try to make policing better, don't you know? And listen to this. According to K-O-I-N, Coin TV, uh, they're using strobe lights to try to blind the cops. Um, uh, later, you know, in the morning as the sun's about to rise, uh, Portland Antifa have crowdfunded hundreds of thousands to bail out violent rioters and their co-conspirators. Using a hashtag or an at GoFundMe and other sites. DA is not pursuing charges of most. They've mastered propaganda and have a cohort of media puppets willing to amplify their lies, says Andy No. Then later, someone sprayed on the broken into bank. Protests are effective when they are expensive. That has been the stated strategy of Antifa in Portland. They've maintained 28-plus days of violent protests that has drained the city of millions in cleanup and police overtime, getting, I almost said almost, but almost isn't the right word, getting zero national attention. A month of every single day smashing stuff up violent protests in Portland by the Antifa crowd or the mob or whoever it is, and uh, really getting no coverage whatsoever, and the police just saying, eh, we'll let it go. What are you going to do? Well, and what's truly interesting here, and this is this is a twist that I think you ought to be aware of, my friends, there's an organization called Rose City Justice that has led numerous rallies and marches uh, in the past month and for quite some time. It's a, it's a good uh, progressive liberal organization that, you know, does what they do there in Portlandia. Well, they just canceled their planned march for Wednesday 
citing behavior that the organizers, quote, consider unacceptable, including silencing, neglecting feedback from our communities, especially our marginalized communities. Uh, In other words, the radicals, the ugly people, the, the Marxists, the violent, have taken this stuff over. And, and we can't be part of it anymore. And this is a, 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 you know, a big, significant progressive organization. Now they're saying oh, we're out. That is where it is. So f- for the 50th time, and y'all probably know, it's just the, the rest of the America that doesn't know this. Idiots. This is not. I wouldn't call them idiots, Jack. I mean, okay. they're just uh, slightly uninformed. 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 This is not nice folks who just want civil rights for the black people or police reform. They're anti-fascist. That's not what this is. They're anti-fascist, though, and I'm... Oh, jeez, Louise. So am I. Who could be pro-fascist? I must be in agreement with these. You are idiots! He was right! (laughs) I was wrong! Idiots! No, the, the, the decent folks who just maybe they see the world a little differently than I do, but they're just trying to get the world that they're envisioning. They're like, we're frightened as hell of these people. We're out. That's who's tearing down the statues. You know what? what what's crazy in all this is I think it's going to be things can change a lot in the next four months. Um, but where things stand right now, it's going to be pretty hard for Trump to get reelected. You know, the, 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 the polls are not good for him in a lot of the crucial states. All kinds of reasons, the economy and the virus and this and that. But you see more of this mayhem in the streets. That'd be the thing that gets Trump reelected is the mayhem in the streets. And all these cities where they're allowing the mayhem are cities where they hate Donald Trump. They think it's the worst thing that's ever happened. So you allow this mayhem in the streets. You are going to reelect Donald Trump. Congratulations. Fine with me. I don't mind. Portland, uh, Seattle. There you go. Well done. The only uh, you know twist on your theory is something you pointed out during the commercial break. If what was happening in these western cities was happening on the East Coast, it'd be the only story on the news. Oh, no doubt. They'd be going crazy covering it. But the you know hundreds of millions of people who live east of the Allegheny or west of the Alleghenies, nobody in the the news media gives a damn. No, the sort of scene in Portland last night. How is that on? Not I haven't seen a picture on cable news yet today. No. Not one picture. Well, the video, of course, just happened last night, Jack, and in the wee hours of the morning, and it takes quite a while for the Pony Express to get the uh, the videotape across the country to Manhattan, to the newsroom. So it'll be on next week, maybe. That's something, though. I don't know. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Back to the Donald J. thing in the question of the election. It will absolutely... Well, I was going to say... Uh, I'm such... Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it absolutely must be a question, uh, Senator Biden, how or Vice President Biden, how would you deal with the the violence in in these cities? But depending Grab my on apology who- chain, <laughs> bingo! <laughs> I'll wrap this chain around the rioters' heads. Uh, but if if the uh, usual cabal of lefty journalists are in charge, they will not ask that question in that way. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, the country group Lady Antebellum changed their name to Lady A because a reference to pre-Civil War times is something you shouldn't do, I guess. Isn't that just like a, a it's like us, where we can't say the S word, so we'll say it's a bunch of S. We're Lady A. But, 
You know, we can't say the word. <laughs> well, the popular music group, the Dixie Chicks, has changed their name also. They're now the Hitler Chicks. I don't see how that's a step in the right direction. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's your source? How did that thing make things Let's better? See, I'm not sure that's accurate. So now they're going to go by just the Chicks. Oh, which, not the, the Hitler, Hitler Chicks. That's good. Good. That's a better idea. The dames, the broads, the chicks. <laughs> Carrie in beautiful Placerville, California, wrote us an email. Says, uh, the Dixie Chicks have changed their name to the Chicks. I think they should have changed it to the Karens. And the title of their next album should be, I Need to Speak to the Manager. <laughs> I like the Dixie Chicks music. I wish they'd shut up, but I like oh, their music. Listen though. to you. That's sexism or is racism it, or it? homophobia or something. <laughs> Maybe Islamophobia. I don't know. I got to check. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, did we come up with that Trump clip I tweeted about this morning? Just that short one? I just thought that was fun. I texted, didn't tweet, texted everybody. No? Uh, it's like a, what is it, like 40 seconds long? No, 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 no. A different one? Shouldn't oh, be. come on. Know, right? Some shows do this off the air. We don't. Okay. Yeah. Later. I'm, I'm, listening, I'm later. scanning the emails, and uh, man, people are, are concerned about the state of the nation. We used to have a, uh, a catchphrase on the show. Goodbye, sweet America. It was offered mostly in jest, you know, at uh, some of the things that were going sideways in the country. Mm-hmm. It, it, the fun's kind of gone out of oh, it. Oh, yeah. You can't. Yeah. It'd be weird to say that in the current era. Uh, yeah. Because the, 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 uh, the, the sarcasm of it was, you know, we're, we're fine and always will be fine. So, right. Right. Yeah, it's like saying I thought I was going to die if you were in a terrible car wreck. Huh. It's a very different thing than, you know, you were embarrassed at a party. <laughs> thought I was going to die of embarrassment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's too a little too close to home right now. Uh, a quick note, and and then we'll move on from the uh, the terribly serious. Um, it posted a video at armstrongandgetty.com. It is two law enforcement officers making a routine traffic stop, and the guy... Uh, the uh, suspect, whatever you want to call him, uh, refuses to be cuffed, fights both the cops. And one of the points the the gent who sent the link to us was making, he's a law enforcement officer himself, is, um, in fact, I have that around here somewhere. I should just grab the email. Is that it's not like the movies when you're in a fight. You know, one punch, somebody goes down or whatever. It's hard to subdue a big, strong, angry male, sometimes on on drugs, meth, or whatever. I have to subdue my 80-pound son regularly, and it's hard. It is really difficult. I can't imagine a 200-pound strong guy who's really amped up. Right, right, Uh, and perhaps doesn't want to go back to jail. Um, And in this video, the cops show amazing restraint for too long and end up getting shot. It's hard to watch. Um, And with the obvious disclaimer that no tool of policing should ever be misused, our civil rights are are, are to be cherished, and our civil rights exist to protect us from the government. So a government agent like a cop abusing our civil rights is a terrible thing. Having said that, 
as uh, as Al Anonymous writes. Now they want to take away the chokehold, which, by the way, is is how you win a jujitsu match. Uh, it's I, a question of when you release it. Right. I, I have some real questions about getting rid of chokeholds if that will decrease or increase police brutality. It is a it, to to get someone to comply without a chokehold. I think leads to more wood shampoos. Well, yes. It, it Interesting. Was, for instance, in this video, it was a fight to the death, yeah. obviously. And I don't think the cops were killed, or at least that was not made clear. I'm, I'm praying they survived this. But, um, yeah, they did not employ any sort of uh, submission hold around the neck or anything like that. And it went to punches and, and, and violence of every sort they could think to inflict on the guy as he was doing the same thing to them. It was just a fight to the death. Um, and yeah, if they could have made him submit and then immediately cuffed him, released it, whatever, not kneeled on a guy's neck, for God's sake. Nobody's talking no, that, about that. That's not a chokehold. What right. that guy did no. do, that's not a right. chokehold. Right. That's a torturous death. Anyway, so the cop writes, now they want to take away the chokehold, tasers, and other tools of self-defense for the police. So please, bleeding heart liberals, tell me how you would have handled this, meaning the video. I've been in this exact situation numerous times, which, thank God, did not turn into a shooting. Uh, anything short of a literal beatdown would not stop this guy. The Hollywood rehearsed fights with a quick resolve does not happen. Um, and he points out it would have been reasonable to shoot the driver as soon as he reached into the car. With his prior actions, one would think he was going for a weapon, and indeed he was. The officers waited and ended up getting shot. Nowadays, if they had fired first, they would have been tried for murder. These issues are not nearly as simple as they are portrayed in some places. All right. I've been watching the the show The Shield lately, which is essentially about cops who often go too far. And there was a, a throwaway line in there that keeps resonating with me when I hear these uh, conversations a lot. And cops are often presented with this, in the moment, you need to make a decision where if I go too far, I get fired. If I don't go far enough, I get killed. That's a tough, and that's a tough place to be. And I, I completely empathize with the human instinct of presented those two options, you skew towards the one that might get you fired. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and and imagine being in a line of work where you're presented with that scenario uh, more than once in a lifetime. Sometimes, as this uh, emailer writes, several times. Well, yeah, the vast majority of us are never in that situation ever. And if we ever were one time in our lives, you know, we remember it forever. We talk about it forever. Everybody's heard our story. We get therapy. I mean, you were never in that situation. Right. Right. Let alone multiple times. Yeah. Michael, we need the transition God music here, I think. We do. Please. We need the Friday version of transition music. I'm looking at everything on my screen here, Jack. I got more tabs open than a bunch of women in the 70s who wanted to lose weight and drink soft drinks. Tab was a popular soft drink in the 70s, you see. You got a footnote my jokes today. This is a, these are dark days. <laughs> Um, and, and it's all serious. Fine, uh, okay. I'm looking at it. It's just all serious. Shut up, you damn communist. <laughs> so Quit your idiot singing. AAA is out with their uh, travel predictions for the summer and flying, obviously, down. But uh, road trips up. More driving. Mm, I love a good road trip. I do, too. My son and I are flying next week for a variety of reasons. But uh, flights were like a hundred and five dollars for our. For, I mean, I've I have never bought an airline ticket as cheap as the ones I bought. Yeah, a couple of days ago, I'm, I'm flying wow. this weekend myself, but it was last minutey, so it was every bit as expensive as you'd think. Oof! I gotta be bemasked 
the entire yeah. time. I gotta buy uh, flimsier masks because I've got the good N95 mask, the best mm. mask, and you, I can't. I don't think I can wear that during a whole flight. I'll pass out. No. They, they really restrict your breathing. I need the the surgical masks are perfect. I need the barely. It's a mask mask or a bandana. There you go. You look like Jesse James. Yeah, cool. kind of cool. Wear a cowboy hat <laughs> if you want. Go ahead. Maybe spurs. <laughs> I don't think they'll let you on a plane with those. Do they? Yeah, they <laughs> confiscated my corkscrews. You know, back in the day, because obviously you could take out somebody's eye with it. Just cork it, pop right out like it's a cork. I should wear sure. chaps <laughs> and a cowboy hat and a bandana around my nose and carry a lariat. Needless to say. <laughs> Just to have carry a rope, kind of a whole outfit that exactly. matches my mask. Exactly. There you go. That is the intent. <laughs> Ask the TSA guys. You get it? You see what I'm doing? Huh? <laughs> it's a getup. What do you mean? The fact that you're dressed as a cowboy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> Isn't this great? And am I supposed to dance or applaud or what do you want me to do? Because I got a bandana and I figured, <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what I'm looking for. You know, I, I'm not in favor of the commie bat fever making everybody sick, but the idea of a completely uncrowded airport, pretty appealing. Walking right up to security. I'll tell you what. Probably I, not in a cowboy outfit. Doing the drive with the kids a couple of weeks ago, the long drive. I like driving so much. Fly, I'd, if I had my druthers, I'd never fly again in my life, but that's just me. God, I hate freaking flying. Everything about it. The airports, the line. Yeah, blah, blah. An airport food. I hate it. How about you? <laughs> Come on. What? No? Armstrong and Getty.